0: Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I hope all you moms out there had a fantastic Mother's Day. I know that I did. Um, James and producer, producer James and Skyler gave me a pretty laid back, but very sweet Mother's Day weekend. But i tell you what, I, I had to pop off a couple of times and here's why. We are still living in the days of COVID-19, also known as coronavirus. And, you know, you say, hey, you know what? I want to go to this place or that place. Things are opening back up, blah, 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 blah. So you pick out a restaurant to go to and you drive up there. And for fuck's sake, it's still closed, okay? I don't want curbside food anymore. I'm going to go in, especially a Mexican food restaurant. It's not the same if you can't go in and have chips and queso and a margarita. And not to mention the damn movie theaters are still closed. I don't get it to me. That would be a pretty easy place to do social distancing at. The Apple's also my favorite, other favorite place to get a margarita. So I guess I'm just not going to have any margaritas until all of this goes away. And so on Saturday, I'd actually told producer James some of the places that I wouldn't mind going to go eat. And lo and behold, according to him, they were all closed. But you know what was open? one of his favorite restaurants. So that's where we went and ate And Actually, I'm gonna be talking about one of the places that we visited during our Bitch Please segment. Before we go into the gap, I wanna make sure you guys are following us on all social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at The Libra Lounge with Keisha, and you can also like us on Facebook. I'm on the Twitter, although I don't tweet very often The concept of Twitter still confuses me quite a bit, but I do get on there every now and then, okay? Um, Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to the show on the TuneIn app, Laughable app, and iHeartRadio. I always like saying that I'm on iHeartRadio. Literally, when I meet people, I'm like, hi, my name's Keisha. I'm on our iHeartRadio. It's like my claim to fame. It's like my Oscar, my Emmy. Something like that it makes me feel important. I'm gonna start going rolling up to clubs whenever clothes open back up and going straight up to the bouncer and say, I'm on iHeartRadio. And I know he's gonna let me go straight through and let me pass everyone else up. Alrighty, if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It's time for the cab.
1: We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true too. Let's Gossip the Gab with Keisha.
0: So we are in, what month are we in? We are in the fifth month of 2020. How has it only been five months? This feels like it has been 12 years. Uh, I'm still getting used to going outside. Uh, I was really on house arrest for a good month, month and a half, because I have lupus, so my immune system is suppressed. So my mom and producer James like, nope, you sit your ass right down over there. We'll do all the outings. When I finally said I had enough, I was going to see their CVS or Walgreens. I was like, what the hell? Why are there things on the ground with feet telling you where you should stand? And why is the guy behind a glass thing like we're at a gas station in Compton? What is going on? What is this the new, it, it, it's the new norm, I guess? But in my naivete, uh we went to Hobby Lobby, and I was so, so happy. I hadn't been to Hobby Lobby in a whole, like, almost two months, and when I saw it, I actually screamed, I'm coming home. I'm home. I'm one with my people. It was very odd to go on Hobby Lobby because when you go on Hobby Lobby, there's always going to be some, you know, you can tell Richie kind of housewives decked out with their blonde hair, rolling up in their Range Rover with their Louis Vuitton and Tory Burch sandals on, but no one looked cute that day. We all looked like we were from the same hat, no nails, no eyelashes, tried. No one looked cute. So we had picked out a table that we wanted to uh, to take, so instead of carrying it around, we put it up front. So when we finally went to check out, uh, I was making sure that we got the table, and I kind of cut in between an aisle to get back in line. And this lady just like gave me this shitty look and I'm like, what the hell is her problem? And she turned around and again, gave me a shitty look. I must've been sick that day, hungry, blood sugar was low. Cause I didn't cut her out. I was just really perplexed. I'm like, what is going on? Then we walk up to the actual register and I see, I was standing too damn close to the bitch. I didn't know. I, the, to me, if there's a cart in between the two of us, that's enough fucking room, okay? If I'm not coughing or sneezing, we're good. But it's just having to get used to all of these new rules. It's, it's crazy. I actually went to a grocery store for the very first time Sunday, and I'm just like, wow, this is, this is some crazy, crazy shit. But enough about COVID. Let's talk, well... Kind of going to talk about it. We're going to go over some of the celebrities who have passed away in 2020 and what I would have expected to be the way that they died. Completely opposite of how they died. All right. So let's start off with Little Richard. Little Richard's cause of death has not been reported, but it's supposed to be of natural causes, all right? But in my head, if I had to bet the way that Little Richard would have died, it would have been... Hanging from a chandelier while playing the piano and having gay sex—that's what I would have. That's <laughs> when, I, I, to me, that would be appropriate for Little Richard. He would go out with a bang and a swing. I, I, it just <laughs> makes sense.
1: That's hilarious. Just mm. the just the idea that he's uh, hanging from a chandelier.
0: Wop bamboo. Yeah,
1: I would have thought something, yeah, I'm with you, something gay-related, I guess. Not
0: just gay, but flamboyant, because that was Little Richard. Yeah, very Little Richard-y. Yes. Next, we have Kirk Douglas, who died at the age of 92. In my mind, Kirk Douglas, father of Michael Douglas, would have died of a heart attack and then drowned because his head fell into a bowl of soup. That is how I would picture Spartacus going out. Just an old
1: man. Just dying. an old man way.
0: Just, oh, oh, huh,
1: oh, huh, Just bowl bowl falls straight into his oval team. And
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> bowl of chicken noodle soup. All right, now this one's crazy. Um, Andre Harwell, who was one of the founding fathers of uptown music, who is responsible for a lot of careers, including P. Diddy, Mary J. Blige. From my understanding, he was having issues with his heart. In my mind, if I had to guess how Andre died, it would have been he was in the middle of a gang war and got shot. <laughs> That's just me, though, all right? Moving right along, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers passed away. He passed away during the, the early stages of the coronavirus when everyone was just like, we can't breathe on Earth. I would think that Kenny Rogers would have died while having plastic surgery by the same plastic surgeon who does Dolly Parton because he said, Dolly, 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 please tell me who, who did that work for you. I must go see him. That is how I figured Kenny Rogers died. But to add on to that, while he was getting plastic surgery, the same plastic surgery that would eventually take his life, he told them that they had to play all of his music. During the whole process.
1: See, I would have thought plastic surgery, but they finally tightened his face where it just pulled off. His
0: skin just pulled off of his face and he died of an infection. That probably would have. That that was close to happening with his face, whether he was going under the knife again or not. Kenny Rogers had become almost unrecognizable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, have you ever taken a plastic bag and just twisted it? That was him. And it finally just popped? Yeah. Yeah, That's
0: what I see. Or... You know, if you have a little thing, a bubble wrap, you keep twisting it, twisting it, and then all the bubbles pop. Yep. That was Kenny Rogers. If it wasn't his whole face, it was at least his fucking cheeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Okay, look. This ones I'm still sensitive about this one. But being who I am, I know there's going to be times that I have to talk about things that I just don't want to talk to because Kobe still hurts. We all know Kobe Bryant tragically passed away in a helicopter accident. But if I had to guess how Kobe Bryant died in, like, my world, it would have been from a Donkey Kong punch upside the head by Shaquille O'Neal. That is how I would have seen (laughs) Kobe Bryant dying.
1: See, I figured, like, at the age of 95 in his sleep, like, that's what.
0: No, he could be 95, but it was still going to be with a Donkey Kong punch from Shaq. (laughs) It it just was. That is how I see it. Um, Jerry Stiller, who passed away just yesterday or two days ago.
1: Earlier this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Jerry would have passed away. Meeting the new, the meeting the parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> during wait, during the filming of another meet the parents.
0: Probably or? so. He was going to yeah. be in that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's see. We have meet the parents, meet the Fockers. Yeah. Then what would it have been? Meet the.
1: Meet the grandparents? Meet the I have no idea.
0: I don't know. I don't I don't know.
1: Meet the who gives a shit about this third movie?
0: True that, true that. Because Meet the Falkers was not funny. Then we have Roy Horn, who was one half of the the show that was Siegfried and Roy. Okay. I think it's pretty pretty fucking obvious what happened what in my head what if would happen to Roy. He would have most definitely have died while having sex with a tiger, and another tiger came and bit his head off. <laughs> he doesn't have sex with tigers. I know, but that's in my head.
1: That's, <laughs> that's what he.
0: That, that's how he died.
1: That's like saying Batman fucks bats. That's the same. Yeah.
0: yeah. Don't you think that would be a much more interesting way for Batman to die, other than by, I don't know, the Joker killing him or something like that? <laughs> something I, so predictable?
1: What's... It's it's crazy about Roy because I mean he was attacked by a tiger yes, and he survived. Was.
0: He he wasn't ever the same. I don't think he ever performed after that because he was kind of fucked up.
1: He got like dragged off by his neck.
0: Yeah, by and a tiger. D- not to mention those two guys were like 150 years old. They're old. Yeah, yeah, and they were seeing the same plastic surgeon who was working on Kenny Rogers as well.
1: And they're so strange because I know I don't know why they don't ever say this, but I mean they're obviously partners and have yeah. been for years and years. Yeah, but nothing out there ever says that they're gay or they never talk about each other in romantic terms. It's always love, but it's, it's said, never like... It was like, that
0: generation. It, it's same with Little Richard. Little Richard never said he was gay. That's true. You just all know that he was. It was from that old school. It can look gay. It can sing gay. It can sound gay, but we don't say it's gay.
1: It just can't be You just gay. don't,
0: because it was a life of secrecy because you that's, have to yeah. think, I know I was reading up about Little Richard and his dad kicked him out at age 13 for being too prissy. Wow! So these are people that they 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 felt in their minds that they would have died or been killed had they you know come out as gay.
1: That's crazy, especially nowadays. Not like now.
0: So. That as soon as you come out the way, I'm gay. Red a rainbow. I don't want that. Put me in a rainbow onesie. You know, it's it's just completely <laughs> different. Okay, moving right along, we have Christopher Tolkien who was the son of J.R.R. Tolkien, the creator of the Lord of the Rings. Clearly, in my mind, in my mind... Dragon? Oh! oh, oh. (laughs) Christopher would have died by the hands of Gollum at Helm's Deep. Okay? Now, I don't know how he really died, but that's how he should have died, my precious. Okay. Phil Withers, who wrote the song Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone... I don't know what he thought of, but to me, he probably died. Why? From lack of vitamin D. Because ain't no sunshine when she's gone. I hate you he gets so no vitamin much. D. All right. So. <laughs> God damn. I, I think it makes perfect sense. That's
1: a beautiful, beautiful stretch. I, you I, just did.
0: I think it makes absolutely <laughs> perfect sense in every form of the way. God oh, Next, we have Miss Minnie, star of The Little Wise of Hotlanta. Ah, this one still hurts, too. I, I even watched the live streaming of her uh, funeral on Saturday. Oh, you did? I did, I did. Very cute. Ca- it was pink a pink casket. It was really cute. Aww. Minnie uh, died in a car accident. But in my mind, Minnie would have died from trying to walk on stilts and hit a curb and fell over and died.
1: Wait, so was she walking on stilts, like dressed as a normal-sized person? Yeah, of
0: course. Okay. She, yes, <laughs> Like absolutely. a fucking
1: Scooby-Doo villain? No, no,
0: no, no. No. <laughs> so, So these are all the ways in my warped mind, this is how all of these people would have passed away. Before we move on with the gab, I wanted to remind you guys that every Monday on Instagram and Facebook, I will post mommy confessions. Look. I follow influencers on social media right now, and there's some of of them I really, really like and um, I've learned a lot of things from, but it seems to me now, you know, there's always a different trend going on. It seems to me at this very exact point in time that we're in that in order to be an influencer, one, you need to be white, (laughs) you need to be a certain size, you must be married, and you must have like five fucking kids. They all have five kids. I guess I'm never going to be an influencer. if that's the case. Because I, I, no, five kids? What? Some of them are even adopting. It is like a competition amongst them to who's a better mom. I have to be the better mom because I have the most kids. Plus I'm doing all of this other stuff. I, I was like, I don't, I don't, is this, do they get together and say, These are the new rules. You've got to have three-plus kids to be an influencer. I don't know, but I ain't doing it. But you know me. I am going to keep it real about mommy. uh, mommyhood. It's a hood that is sometimes okay, and it's a hood sometimes it's just like a fucking crack did. You know, you just never know what you're going to get. So every Monday, I put up a mommy confession. You can find it on the Instagram story, or you can go to the highlights on my Instagram page and see past mommy confessions. I think this week we talked about me and the... Oh, it's just baby weight, and you know, the baby turns eighteen in two weeks. How fucking dare her? Who told her to grow up? Eighteen? Can you can you believe it? Eighteen? You've nope. been around since she was four.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> a few months ago, because she's all into this. You know how it is when you're eighteen. You start thinking about when you're gonna move out, what kind of place you want. <laughs> and um, she was like, "Oh gosh, I'm gonna get a loft." I'm like, oh, "Okay." But then, this bitch had the audacity to say she was going to take Marvel, our Chawini, to live with her. I was like, you're not taking Marvel. She's like, what do you mean? He's my dog. I'm like, this is the only home he's ever known, and he will be looking for us. You're going to have to do, like, a single dad situation. You're going to have to pay child support. You're going to have to pay for his schooling, pay for his training, pay for him to go to the groomer, and you can see him on Thursday evenings and the weekends. Every other
1: weekend. Yeah, you told her no. I stood up and clapped. How about the...
0: Oh, he hates Marvel.
1: I just hate the dog pissing on
0: everything we own. He's He's a baby.
1: He's over a year old.
0: Whatever. That's still puppy. A, A year old baby is still a baby. He's a baby. That's why I call him Baby Marvel. Moving right along. Speaking of Marvel, um, have you guys seen Chadwick Bozeman lately? That's this, a
1: great segue you just made. It really,
0: really was. was good. And I did that on the spot. <laughs> I'm getting so good at this podcasting thing, I might be famous one day. So Chadwick Boseman, Bozeman, however you said, we call him T'Challa. Black Panther. <laughs> he posted um uh, an Instagram or a tweet a couple of weeks ago. I want to say it was something about making a donation. All I know is that the internet went crazy because this boy, and I'm not trying to be rude, disrespectful, like I normally am. This is straight, just the shock, shocking look that he has. He looked like he had stage four cancer and had been going through chemo and radiation. And they finally came back and said, It's incurable. You've got like a week to live. That is how he looked. He was nothing but skin and bones. His eyes were so- soaking in. What is is that how you said? Sunken. Sunken in. He looked nothing like T'Challa. Um, I was like, he can't even play like one of the poor people in Wakanda looking like that. He was skin and bones. So of course everyone's like, What is he what what what's going on with them? And no one knew, but I finally, which by the way, as soon as you're done with the podcast, Google search it so you could see how fucking bad he looks. To me, instead of posting that video, even though he was doing a very charitable thing, he should have got a stunt double to do that for him. <laughs> because he looked horrible. Um, but it turns out he's actually, he's lost weight for a role. He's going to be in an upcoming Spike Lee movie, and he's going to be playing a Vietnam Vietnam veteran. I think the concept of the movie is they're going back to Vietnam to find the remains of some of their... What is it, platoons? Is that what they were in? Groups, corps? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Close okay. Yeah. So that is why he's supposed. I, I'm. I'm thinking to myself. Okay, that makes sense. Is the character addicted to heroin? Because he reminds me of Nicole Richie when she like almost died those few times uh, after the Simple Life went off the air and she just you know was shooting up daily. He was nothing but skin and bones um wrapped in black it just it just looked it looked like someone on their deathbed it really really did uh we'll actually post a picture up on um our instagram and facebook pages so you guys can see it um but here's my thing chadwick if you ever do this again if you decide to he's not one of those people who's really big on social media so if you decide to ever make a social media post and you don't look exactly like how you did in Black Panther, don't do it. Just do a voice thing. Do, get a puppy. Have the, pu- the picture of the puppy shown the entire time while you're in the background talking. Just think Morgan Freeman. That shit was scary. I thought the boy was really dying.
1: Well, Christian Bale did a, one of those extreme. And that's how he looked. For the machinist. Yes. He got down to uh, 120 pounds.
0: Well, Chad would look like wait, he weighed 50. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And then I thought that, so they still have a goddamn full beard. I'm like, really that no, no, but i'm 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 glad to see to read that he's not sick, but he actually did this for a role. I hope they pay him extra. I don't know, and I hope it's a good movie. I don't know, I'm just saying, I don't know, boy look bad, he just look bad. um you guys all know that I am uh, a thirteen year old girl at heart. And it would not be shocking to any of you that I'm a huge fan of the Twilight series. I've read all the books. I've seen all the movies. I saw all of the movies on opening night Uh, at the school that I used to be a social worker at. I had Twilight Book Club. I've got all the action figures that producer James bought me. I love Twilight to the day I die. And I still hate Bella Swan. Anywho, Stephanie Myers, the author, has just released that. After so many fucking years, she's finally releasing the prequel to Twilight, which is The Midnight Sun. Now, someone gave me, it was a long time ago, they gave me the first, who gave me this? Now I'm like, who gave it to me and what did I do with it? They gave me the first few chapters of The Midnight Sun, which is the Twilight story st- told from Edward's perspective. And I read it, and it was really, really good. But how did I get that? I probably could get money for that right about now. Yeah, so that's actually going to be coming out August 4th. You know, sometimes people will say that Twilight is a horrible, horrible movie (laughs) franchise, and I quickly stopped talking to those people because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, But this is going to be good reading right here, um, The Midnight Sun. Just the thought of it, it's like, okay, so we're going to get another book. Are we going to get another movie? Do you think those same actors would come back and play those roles? Well. <laughs> a few of them, I know for damn sure they will because they ain't doing shit else.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask you, how many years do you think it should be between when a movie gets remade? Because to me. There's no point in doing the book
0: like that because mm-hmm. it's the
1: exact same story without it being a reboot.
0: Right. I I don't look at this as a reboot. It is. Here's 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 why. Because the Twilight series is told from Bella's perspective. Um, but it you kind of could tell what Edward how he felt about certain things. But I really I'm kind of curious to see the flip. I don't think it's a remake. I don't think I would call it a remake. It's a prequel.
1: Well, I mean as a I
0: think it's gonna probably start off with more of the backstory of Edward Cullen too.
1: And that would be a, a, a decent way to do like if they went into uh like Star Wars. If you did a prequel trilogy right. with his like starting all the way back with Carlisle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then work it through till they get to Forks. Right. Maybe that's a, a good way to kick that yeah, off. Yeah,
0: I, I think what it is I don't I don't think that it is going to be the whole play out of Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and then Breaking Dawn. I think it's going to be the prequel, the, what Edward's life, how it was maybe before he was turned, when he was turned, and then all the way up to Twilight and go through just Twilight book one.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, uh, uh, how old is Edward in the books? Oh, he's, he's... in his hundreds. Yeah, so so he had to have had other relationships, other other things that yes. happened. I mean, Yeah,
0: and we get glimpses of that throughout the book, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. We know just a small small chunk of Edward's life before he was turned and just slight flashbacks um of his life once he was turned. And it was enough to, it was enough of a flashback to know why Edward is the way he, that he is about things. So I I I I'm going to read it. You know I'm going to read it. Oh, I know. All right. So when we get back, we're going to talk about Teen Mom star Leah Messer and her new book. We'll be right back. Sassy Class Boutique is the hot spot for your fashion, beauty, and home decor desires. We celebrate women of all shapes and sizes with our trendy collection of regular and plus-size clothing. Looking for the right accessories? We have upcycled Louis Vuitton handbags vegan purses, and jewelry to add Sass to your class. We also offer health and beauty products from salon quality hair care to cruelty-free makeup. Our edgy home decor items will make you the envy of all of your neighbors. Sassy Class Boutique also offers custom items like shirts, hats, and other gifts for any occasion. All of our vendors are female-owned small businesses, and together we are Sassy Class Boutique. Located at 3709 Fatter Drive in Dickinson, Texas 77539 or shop anytime with us at www.sassyclassboutique.com Welcome back to The Libra Lounge with Keisha. I'm your host, Keisha. We've got producer James in the studio over there touching buttons and doing things, acting like he's working. I really don't, I don't know what he does over there. He's got earphones on, he gives me hand signals, and (laughs) he just does the most, y'all. He has on one, two, two sets of ear things right now. That's being just too goddamn extra for me. He has a set on his ears and a set around his neck.
1: I am your producer. I have lots of things to do just to keep up with the talent that is
0: you. I'm just glad you remember who the talent is. All right, so last week we spotlighted some local businesses, Some and these businesses are local here where we are. We are in Dickinson, Texas, which is part of the Houston and surrounding areas. Our spotlight business this week is Couture Cravings, and the owner is Brian Keith Wilson. Ah, the... The Brian <laughs> Keith Wilson. I wish I, I wish I had Morgan Freeman here to give the introduction for the <laughs> Brian Keith Wilson. Okay, Couture Cravies is the brainchild of Brian Keith Wilson. He was inspi- inspired as a young boy watching his grandmother, Nolene Manafi run her cafe as well as his mother, who later took over the business. Couture Cravies is a touch of bougie and a tad bit country. We craft special sweets and treats for events, and we even make down-home specialty desserts. Let us make your sweet dreams come true. I'm going to say this, that um, some of my favorite cookies, okay, are from Couture Cravings. Brian does this crisp chocolate chip with walnuts cookie, and it's just to die for. He also makes a pretty mean peach cobbler. Um, Tea cakes, oh yes, the tea cakes are mighty divine as well, but I will say my absolute, absolute favorite are those chocolate chip walnut cookies. They're just, they're baked to perfection. And, you know, sometimes you have something that's crispy and it's not really crispy. It's it's like a, it was almost crispy but almost stale. Sometimes it's just fucking hard. But that is not the case here with these cookies. So, if you're interested in following the Cake Devo, Brian Keith Wilson, you can check out his Instagram page, at Cake Devo. Or you can check out his other Instagram page, at Literary Prince. Or you can go to Facebook and like Couture Cravings. Make sure you tell him that you were sent by the Libra Lounge with Keisha. All right, so ah, MTV, MTV, MTV. MTV is still 100 years later. I mean, Teen Mom seemed like it's been on since. It reculls creation. It feels like it's been a hundred-some-odd years. Since we were teens. I, I, it, it's been a long fucking time. But I, I will say this. Teen Mom 2 is still good. Teen Mom Young and Pregnant, which, which is the newer part of that franchise, was off the chains last season, okay? And the rumor is that that show may not be coming back, and I don't understand how that's possible. To me, in my mind, they need to replace Teen Mom OG, which is, has come down to be an absolute snore fest even with Amber Portwood and her pill popping ass uh, trying to hatch it down her baby daddy while he's toting around their baby. It, it's still not, it's just not there. I think they need to give it up. Um, but one of the stars of Teen Mom 2, Leah Messer just came out with her book. And this, you know I had to read it. Um, and this is the third book by a Teen Mom star that I've read. And I will say, much to my absolute surprise, this book was fucking good. I, it was really good. I was, I don't, I couldn't even finish Macy's book. A book, a book. It was just. She can write? I don't even know if you can call it writing. Okay. But you know, Macy was one of the, is smart, uh, but very boring. She's boring on the show. How do you, what makes you think someone who's boring on a reality show is going to write an entertaining or good juicy book?
1: It would have to be, like, she couldn't write a book about herself. It had to be, like, a a fiction book.
0: Well, it was nonfiction, and it was non-entertaining. I I couldn't (laughs) even finish it, okay? Uh, Kale Lowry has written three books. I think I read the, I want to say I read the one that is Letters of Love or something like that, and it was okay. I think I need to go back and read the first one, which really tells the story of her life. Which is what Leah Messer did here with Hope, Grace, and Faith. Woo! Okay, I don't even know where to start. I'm I'm, silly. I'm serious. You don't even have to be a fan of Teen Mom to actually like this book, but it makes it so much better if if you if you are. I've watched Leah since 16 and pregnant, um, all the way up to where she is now with t too, I've been with her through two divorces. I've been with her through three pregnancies, a miscarriage, which we found out really wasn't a miscarriage in the book, all the way to her being a pill popper, falling asleep while holding her niece, to where she is now, and she's, just, she's got her whole life together. She She most definitely did a glow-up. This book starts, I mean, it tells the story of her entire life, and some of the things that happened to her are unfucking fucking believable um, When you think about, when you read all the things that she has gone through, she uh, has started having sex at an early age, she was verbally abused, there was some physical abuse. This kid, by the time she was in high school, they had moved like 30 times. Um, pre- pretty much a poster child for uh, small-town white trash, um... It it was just horrible. This girl was so mistreated in life and was just constantly searching for love in any kind of way because she just wasn't getting it at home. And it's really interesting because we see Leah's mom, uh, Dawn, on the show. And I've always thought, okay, well, Dawn's a supportive mom. Oh, that bitch knows that she owes Leah a lot. She was a horrible, horrible mother. Um, her father was a drug, this is funny, her father was a pastor, then became a pill-popping alcoholic, yeah, um, it, it goes from her mom actually locking her in a room with a guy to have sex, um, just being, just, I, 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 I applaud her because her backstory is just like, wow, um. Then, of course, she goes through how she got to be on 16 and Pregnant. Her mom actually, surprise, surprise, was the one who filled out the application for she and Corey to be on the show, and, of course, um, MTV wanted to do her story because she was pregnant with twins, and they not, they, let me see, up until that point, no, they hadn't had a story of twins. Um, Afterwards, they had, I think maybe two other girls had twins, if I'm not mistaken, but anywho... Um, she had twins, and then as we all know, one of those twins, um, Allie, is special needs. She has, um, muscular... Muscular dystrophy? Or something else. I don't think so. Don't quote me on that. Muscular um,
1: retardation? Something
0: like that? There's no such thing as that.
1: Well, if your muscles are retarded.
0: Ugh, like I said, I don't know what he really does over there. Because say stupid, think of stupid shit and say stupid things like that. Um, it tells the story about, you know, how the trial she had to go through to get Allie actually a diagnosis. And how she really was on her own. It was so many things that you really, you hear all the time these girls say, Oh, it's the editing, it's the editing. They didn't even show this, they didn't show that. Okay, after reading this book, I have to say there's some truth to that. Because she told us all the things that the camera never even displayed. Like, we had no idea that these were going on. But one of the, um and I'm going to tell this one because I know other people, it's been leaked out already. You know, when she met uh, her second husband, um, Jeremy, she was still kind of having feelings for Corey. And we all saw that she did get pregnant by Jeremy and had a miscarriage. Well, she reveals in the book that it wasn't really a miscarriage. She'd had an abortion so um and the reason why is because you know she just felt her and cory was still talking and she knew she had another baby a baby with another man that would ruin the chances of her and Corey get met together which would break up her family um so her then publicist and her mom got together concocted a way to get leah to get to the clinic take the take a pill to uh force an abort- an abortion i tell you and it was really it was hard to read when she said, you know, there was a lot of bleeding and she went to the bathroom to try to clean up and there was clotting. And then she goes, then I could actually see the embryo. She goes, there was a, a sack that I just thought was another clot. But then I looked closer, you know, it's like a pinkish color and you could actually see the embryo in there. I was like, holy shit balls. Um, you know, she takes us all the way up to, um, we don't even get to, we, we go all the way up to her third baby being born, Addie. Um, it is it is a good read. It's an easy read. Um, but it is most definitely a page-turner. Like I said, if you follow Leah's story from 16 and pregnant to where she is now with Team Mom 2, you've got to get this book. You can read it easily in a day or two days. It's only about 500 pages. But um, you will thank me for it. It, 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 it is good. I, look... I didn't even know Leah could spell, to tell you the truth. Um, I kind of knew she could spell, but I thought it would be like at a first grade level. So I'm pretty pretty sure, you know, a lot of the times when people write a memoir, don't they work with someone else to kind of get the story out?
1: Sometimes they'll have an assistant or a ghost writer or something like that to help them out. I
0: don't think she had a ghostwriter. Like, it was very detailed. It didn't, sometimes you can read a story and you can tell that it was, primarily written by someone else and it was almost like that person was storytelling and someone else was documenting it
1: yeah that happens where somebody like writes a manuscript or writes notes and uh-huh. then gives it someone else to actually write it it and structure
0: yeah i didn't get that vibe from this at all I, I really felt like she was sitting down and these were pages out of her diary um it just
1: so i got to ask you cuz i'm i'm always kind of hard on the teen moms mm-hmm. and, you know i make a lot of jokes in this book, does it give you more context around what maybe led her to become a teen
0: mom? Does is
1: it, is it kind of Yeah, it actually did.
0: So where she was from, being pregnant by 16 and being married by 16 was the norm. Mm. She said when she told her mom, her mom was like, oh, okay, her, it, because she had done it, her grandmother had done it, and the town, she goes, oh, look, wow. the marrying age, it is nothing for someone to be 16, pregnant, and living in a trailer. Wow. No big deal. So she figured, okay, and she actually said she thought that her life was just gonna be to be a young wife and be a mom. That was what life was gonna be. But in her case, team mom or sixteen and pregnant actually got her out of that situation from living in a small town and just becoming white trash.
1: Just some dude's wife, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, it it most it answered so many questions. So you go back and you think about all the episodes of Team Mom 2 and everything makes sense and you really just, your heart really breaks for her, the things that she went through. She has every excuse in the world to be fucked up, uh, but she says that, you know, having her girls, which their middle names are Hope, Grace, and Faith, uh, they, they saved her. And then she talks about how one time she just was like, I can end it all right now. The kids were with their dads, and uh, she's like, "I could just drive, keep driving, drive off the cliff, and everything would be over." And she said she literally had to pull over and had a had a meltdown and thought about our girls and like, you know, she told herself, "That's not what I want." So um, that is that. Uh, like I said, easy read. Go pick it up if you still actually read books like that you hold in your hand and like smells like paper and you like have the ink on it and you like have to turn the pages and you like have to get a bookmark to put it in there to save your page. If you still do that or you can most definitely go to um the bookstore on your Apple phone and get your book. With that being said, good job, Leah Messer. And I am proud of you. You are you 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 pulled yourself together. There is no manual when you become a mother and there sure is in hell is not a manual to becoming a teen mom of twins and one of them being special needs Um, so yeah I I gotta give her props Um, All right, so we haven't had a bitch please in a while true but I I, I have one today right. (laughs) bitch please you be rolling down the street telling stories bitch you never tell the truth Bitch, please. everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. all right so you know we're all living in a corona world we need to just that needs to be a theme song um for coronavirus and you know
1: well didn't they do like a, uh, a we are the world kind of thing recently for you coronavirus? Have? I think so like Some kind of song like a spoof. No, I think like a legit. Oh no, we need a spoof.
0: Song. Okay. No, I, I we need something funny. We don't hear fucking real the world. Um, no, uh, uh-uh. uh no, we want something funny because this shit. Is, you couldn't, you, you. I want to say you couldn't write this shit, but it's been written before.
1: So I'm surprised no one's come out with a uh, a song called like "My Corona" or something. Because like that.
0: that's what I th- I told you that yeah. I think about that. I think my 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 Corona, my but I put Corona in there instead. So, anywho. It was, I want to say, last month. I had been watching um, this this ice cream place in Houston. On I've been seeing about it on Instagram, and I knew that they were vegan. Not that any of us are vegan, uh, but it's just the different flavors they had. They have would have like charcoal, lavender, and just all these really cool mixes. I would see people posting. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I I'm not a really big ice cream person. I could totally do without it. Um, but sometimes I get a craving for it, and um, I was like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna do an outing. Everything was still closed. This place was open. And um, what? How much? How long is that drive? Like a thirty-minute drive for us? Yeah, from yeah.
1: here to middle to uh, to the heights in Houston. Yeah, yeah about thirty. About a thirty-minute
0: drive. So, producer James and I and Skylar, we uh, go up to the place. And the name of the ice creamery is Over the Moon Ice Cream. We park. Um, and then I'm like oh it's not it's, it's it's a weird thing so you have to walk into one door and there's a hall because I guess there's other little suites in there to get to the place and it, it's like wasn't big at all I'm like what the fuck is this so we go to the door and I'm kind of like is this over the moon vegan and the lady's like yeah I'm like okay hi so anywho, uh, I'm like do we come in here or do we go off to the side she's like you can come in here if you want just it keeps on working. They didn't say, hello, how can I help you? Now, mind you, okay, people get busy. I get it. There's a chalkboard on the wall with about 500 things written on it. You've got smoothies, acai uh, bowls. I'm like, where are the damn ice cream flavors? Like, what is it's everything but the ice cream? And so, the, I, again, this is our first time there, so we're all just kind of looking at each other like, what do we do? And so I asked her. I said, "What are the ice cream flavors? The ones that are written right there on the board? rudely. And I was just like, "Okay." So I kind of whispered to the my girl. I'm like, "Okay, she's fucking around."
1: Whisper is a relative term with you. So. She
0: okay. This I really it really was whisper. She couldn't hear me. This girl was. We had interrupted her whole fucking life we had run up on her and kicked her in the shin. We 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 had accidentally sneezed on her. That is how she was treating us like we were bothering the absolute fuck out of her, okay? We were we came in and ruined her whole day. So, um I said, "Well, how do we order?" you know, and she in the same annoyed voice said something, I don't know. At that point, I said, "You know what? <clears throat> James scholar, y'all can go ahead and place your order. I said, but I'm not eating here. She has a fucking attitude, and she's rude. I refused to spend my money there, and I just walked out. So, like ducklings, they followed me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like ducklings. Yeah, so that bitch over there gets the bitch please of the week. I don't know if she's an owner or a manager of Over the Moon in Houston, Texas, but she most definitely, if I were the owner, I would not want that person to be representing my business at all especially during a trying time like this like what is it to be just a little bit kinder to everyone you know
1: well the fact that we got out we went you know to a whole different town and she wouldn't know this but the fact is it shouldn't
0: matter you should be kind to all of your guests yes if I had not spoken to her I'd still be sitting there waiting on that bitch to say hi how can I help you I would still be there all right but there was a rainbow To this story, because we walked right out, took a left, and there was another ice cream place there, and it is called Sweet Bribery. It is the cutest little shop. It it looks more boutique than anything. Oh, but then you get to see what all they have. They have not only these fantastic ice cream flavors like white chocolate raspberry, lemon pie custard, Lucky Charms, but you can also get baked goods. They have cookies. You can do like a cookie sundae or you can do a cookie sandwich, but you can also mix ice cream with alcohol there.
1: They sell alcohol.
0: They, You can mix it with champagne, rosé, or different other kinds of wines, different beers. I mean, even producer James was able to find one of his nasty tasting ass beers to make a float with, right? What kind did you get?
1: It was a porter vanilla float. So it was a, a porter beer, with amazingly good vanilla ice cream yes. as a float, and all their stuff, the the lady told me they
0: have a chef. They have that a comes chef. It's it.
1: handmade, only there.
0: Yes, the 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 chick who worked who worked there was super nice, just dope. Come, hey, how are you guys doing? If you have any questions, just really really nice. She she put us in a good mood because first of all, it was nice to be communi- communicating with someone who wasn't a person in the house with us this whole time, but just the human interaction. Oh, but then, 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 we got to taste our ice creams. I got white chocolate raspberry with a strawberry jam on top. Producer James got his beer float, and Skylar got Lucky Charms. That was the quietest the three of us have fucking ever been. We actually started speaking in mmms. That was it, just mmm, mmm. Mm, mm. we actually sat outside and ate ice cream and we're just not eat outside kind of people at all um it was delicious I mean I can't describe it this is not your typical ice cream um your trip to the ice cream place not at all it was it was couture almost in a way like the chef the flavors um long story short I wanted to go again this past weekend for my Mother's Day treat. And so we went there. Same great customer service. Um, they were out of the white chocolate raspberry. They they switch out some of their flavors. And I was like, but I drove all the way here for that. She's like, well, can I recommend lemon pie? Was it lemon pie?
1: It was lemon icebox.
0: Icebox, oh, yeah. which is basically a lemon pie. She goes, it's my favorite. She goes, I've got it. And I'm like. Okay, no. What it was was she had the white chocolate raspberry in a pint, and I was like, "Well, can I just buy that?" And then they they make their own cones. They make the cones there. Um, it was gonna take too long for that to melt, so I just went ahead and got a scoop of the uh lemon ice box. Oh, my God! It was a party in my mouth. It was so good that I actually bought a pint to take home. Uh, I think Styler got what did she get? Something with the lavender in it? Yeah. Something and like
1: you got
0: um I don't know because once remember. again we were only speaking. It was so at damn mm. good, I don't remember the name. Yeah, we were speaking on mm. So if you're in the Houston or surrounding area, you have to check out Sweet Robbery. They are located at 250 West 19th Street in Houston. You can also look them up on Instagram. Um, believe me, you will thank me for it. Um again, I hope you guys had a good Mother's Day. Hope you have a good rest of the week. Remember to wash your hands and, you know, um, just be a little bit kinder. I, I, I've seen some people just say and do some just rude things here lately. So we will catch you guys next week. Bye.
1: It's the Leader Lounge. The Leader Lounge.